Welcome to Political Beatdown. Ben Micellis, Michael Cohen. We've got a lot to discuss today, including actual beatdowns that are happening <laughs> on Capitol Hill with MAGA Republicans threatening witnesses, trying to get into fights with each other. You had Kevin McCarthy elbowing another MAGA Republican Congress member, Tim Burchett, in the kidney. I want to talk about that from the outset. Then Michael Cohen was in the news where he talked about this here on Political Beatdown, Donald Trump harassing and intimidating him in the Manhattan District Attorney case with subpoenas to try to seize Michael Cohen's phone. I want to talk to Cohen about that. Also, there there was an emergency hearing with the appellate division in New York regarding the gag order imposed by Justice Ngoron in the trial court. The gag order has now been stayed on a temporary administrative basis. We'll talk about that. And also Judge Eileen Cannon in the Southern District of Florida Mar-a-Lago document case doing everything she can to help Donald Trump. We should also mention as well that Donald Trump's social media company in the latest amended S-4 filing, which is the uh, securities form when there's a merger showed that Trump media has lost a lot of money. Some say it's around $60 million or more in losses. But remember, this is a company that's supposed to be valued based on the marching orders of the SPAC at between $500 million and $2 billion. On Trump's presidential financial disclosures, it says that Trump media is valued between $5 and $25 million. The ultimate irony seeing those disparity and inflated valuations right there with everything that's going on in Manhattan and the New York AG case. We've got a lot to discuss, Cohen, but how are you doing at the outset? Look, you know, it's yet another Trump attempt to harass, intimidate, to you know, uh, emotionally, financially, um, mentally drain me, so that not only does it interfere with my ability to testify uh, at the upcoming case of the Manhattan District Attorney, but it's also, more importantly, it's a warning shot that is being sent to other witnesses. And I want to remind, you know, all the brigaders here, I didn't volunteer for you know, to be a witness here. I was subpoenaed. Uh, I was subpoenaed for the grand jury. Uh, and I'm being subpoenaed now for the trial. I mean, this is in it's insane. Who in their right mind? Think about it. Think about how many times already that Donald Trump has done things to me that is just emotionally, mentally, financially draining. Forgetting about, let's start with the very first one. Let's start with the uh, subpoena to be toast at the um, at his law lawyer's office for the attorney general's case. Okay, we went through all of that. Then don't forget, uh, after I appeared before the grand jury, two days later, he files that $500 million frivolous lawsuit against me. Then on top of that, right after that, he goes ahead and he files, um, let me just say, this uh, subpoena, even though there's more in between, uh, he files this action uh, for, I mean, if... Salty, if you could put this thing up, you can't even believe what they're asking here. In the very first paragraph 
They're saying they want all documents and communications regarding the topics below that are stored on any medium under your possession of control, including, but not limited to phones, including encrypted message applications, tablets, computers, and hard copies. I mean, they go on on the next page. They want everything, including all transcripts, notes, emails, texts, tapes between me, current to former prosecutors or other staff of the Manhattan District Attorney's Office, including former ADA Mark Pomerantz, Detective Jeremy Rosenberg. I mean, it goes on and on. And then from a period, and this is the period of 2017, um, all documents regarding relating to any legal and non-legal work done on behalf of Trump or Melania, including press appearance statements. I mean, you're talking, first of all, I would need to hire a staff of a thousand people in order to get through here. They want, they want my 20, get a load of this. Donald wants my 2016, 17, and 18 tax documents, including all documents and communications relating to what tax liability, state or federal, uh, owed, uh, including who prepared them, uh, who the accountants were. And so this is the guy who refused to give his tax returns, and he was running for the presidency of the United States of America. I am, again, a non-party subpoenaed witness to a case. I mean, this thing is nothing but witness intimidation. He wants all the manuscripts from both my books, Disloyal and Revenge, all of the variations, all of the changes, all. I mean, this is out of control harassment. That's all that it is. So the Manhattan District Attorney filed their motion to quash this subpoena. And my attorney, Donya Perry, her office will be filing on my behalf, if not already done, uh, our motion to quash as well. You know, this is just, again, who in their right mind wants to be bothered with this every single day. I mean, I can't tell you how many different actions, you know, and litigations that Donald Trump has brought me now into simply, again, to harass and intimidate. This is the absolute most frivolous motion. I shouldn't even call it a motion, subpoena, duchess tecum, that anybody has seen so far. I mean, if you read the Manhattan DA's, you know, response in the motion to quash, I, I mean, this is incredible. They want copies of all agreements that I had had with uh, third parties when I uh, was uh, in 2017 through 2018. All of that stuff is available on the internet. They already have it. They're just, again, pushing and pushing and pushing. And look, I don't care, to be honest with you, how this thing ends up. I wouldn't turn this stuff over for all the money in the world. I mean, this is absolutely ridiculous. They want basically, they want my they want my phones. They want to mirror my phone so that they can do what? It has no relevance to the case. And anything to do with Stormy Daniels, the payments, the checks, et cetera, all of that stuff is online. Each and every one of you can Google it and see exactly the documents that were presented. I mean, this is just, again, just harassment, intimidation, no different than the frivolous $500 million lawsuit, no difference than all of the other actions and all of the other you know, actions that Donald and his lawyers are constantly taking against me, you know, including, including the most recent one, which dropped just the other day. We talked about it on Tuesday's political beatdown that Congresswoman Elise Stefanik and Congressman um, Michael Turner made a request to the Department of Justice. I mean, you can't make this shit up. 
to the Department of Justice, to Merrick Garland, to open an investigation into me for perjury. I mean, it's beyond comical. I mean, beyond comical. For what purpose? I don't know. You know, they think that there's going to be an investigation open. How about the investigation that was requested over three and a half years ago by Congress members Ted Lieu and Hakeem Jeffries asking for an investigation to be open with the inspector general for the unconstitutional remand of a United States citizen based upon the actions of the president and the attorney general, the former president and attorney general. And then it was also uh, parroted by um, Dan Goldman, by Congressman Steve Cohen, by Jamie Raskin, including another request by Senator Dick Durbin asking for an investigation for me to be added to the investigation of Trump's weaponization of the Internal Revenue Service. And yet, not a single document, not a single investigation. Nothing has been opened so far. And they're like, well, we can't tell you if an investigation is open or not. Well, I'll tell you something. After fucking three and a half years, not a single thing has happened on something like this. I know that there's no investigation that was open. I'll go one step even further. If you read the book Revenge, we talk about how I had made a request under FOIA. It's my case. I signed off permitting the documents to be released to my counsel, Mark Zaid. They turn, they claim that there's no documents that are responsive to my FOIA request. That's 18 months. Actually, it's almost two years ago. But then we had to take it to court because they came back. There's no documents responsive. But I knew they were lying. I knew they were lying. And remember, that's under the Trump administration. And so we filed the lawsuit. All of a sudden, oh, three months later. You know what? We apologize. You're right. We There are documents that are responsive to your FOIA request. How about 486,000 documents? 486,000. Could you imagine zero to 486,000? You think that there's some hiding going on here? What we all need is transparency because what happens is Donald, who is the one who of course, obstructed that from initially why I can't get it now under the Biden administration. I can't figure that one out. But under Trump, all of a sudden, there's no documents to 486,000. And to this day, 18 months have gone by, 19 months as of the 23rd of this of this month, there'll be it'll be 20, I'm sorry, 19 months. I have not received a single document. Every month they send the same document. 509, 507 documents have been processed, but we're releasing none. How am I supposed to be able to prove the case? Well, I'll tell you one thing, and let's all hope for this. December 14th, I am going to the appellate court on the case of Michael Cohen versus United States government, Department of Justice, Trump, Bill Barr, BOP, et cetera, uh, on appeal. And if, in fact, it is remanded back to the court, then I will get these documents based upon uh, discovery. And so that will now show what happens when you have someone like a former president who weaponizes the Department of Justice to go against his critics. And what do they do? They end up you know, remanding somebody back to prison. The whole thing was, was a setup by, of course, we know who. And these documents will prove it. So Donald Trump sued you for $500 million. Tough guy. Frivolous. Tough guy. He sued you for $500 million. Yep. You, and it's in the Southern District of Florida. 
You then said, okay, you're suing me. So let's talk about a little bit something called evidence because you're suing me for $500 million. Your lawyers went on a PR tour to defame me and say all of these negative things. Okay, let's set your deposition. Tough guy because you're a tough guy. And Donald Trump's lawyer actually says in a filing, that's why we read the filings here on Political Beatdown, that he didn't want to show up because it would cause him embarrassment and harm his reputation. That was verbatim what yep. Donald Trump's lawyer said, and that's why he didn't want you to depose him. Then he made up another excuse and said it was because he needed to invoke his Fifth Amendment so he would have to call in a lawyer to show up. And then he made up another excuse and said the lawyer who needs to be there to help him invoke his Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination, either his daughter or daughter-in-law had a wedding or a family yeah. engagement. So it had and to I be- I think they were having a game. baby. So finally, the judge says, okay, tough guy, Donald Trump, here's your last date. You've made excuse after excuse. I've continued this. Michael Cohen, you stayed on track. And you said, I'm taking this deposition because this is a court. We want evidence. And what did Donald Trump do? He dismissed the case. He could have pursued that case. He could have propounded discovery on you. But no, he does that to harass you. So for all of the people out there who have friends and family members who are MAGA or MAGA adjacent, why wouldn't, just ask this basic question, why wouldn't tough guy show up at his deposition? He says that he's so tough and he wants to show up and he's all powerful, but he's afraid to show up to a deposition being taken by Michael Cohen. So Cohen, what's the latest update with that? Because he dismissed it. Are you looking into doing anything on that case? Whether yeah, it is- yeah, The answer is yes, yes. We're, we're working on um, a draft complaint Wow. Uh, to file against Trump, uh, to hold him accountable for filing this frivolous action uh, for you know uh, the harassment and intentional infliction of emotional distress and so on. You know that yes, we are looking at it. The problem is, you know, there's only so much time in a day, and between all of the the litigation between my appearance uh, at the. Uh, New, at the New York AG trial between now this, between it, it's overwhelming. And, you know, the lawyers have other clients as well. And so if he has accomplished anything via this um, subpoena duchess tecum, that is to slow my advancement of that complaint against him, uh, for, and not just him, but Alejandro Brito, his lawyer, for sanctions and for um, you know and for fees. I mean, this is just—it's unbelievable. He has used and abused the legal system again and again and again, and then again some more. And somehow or another, there's only one. I think, or actually, uh. There's a few times that he's been held accountable. Let's not forget that he was already fined at one point with Alina Haba, um, $1 million in Florida for filing that frivolous action. I believe it was against Hillary Clinton and others for, you know, interfering in the 2020 election or something like that, something stupid. But somehow or another, what does he manage to do? He manages to get lawyers to do stupid things. Let me be very clear about something. Chris Kyes is not a stupid guy. 
Chris Kyes is actually a guy who had a pretty, you know, respectable reputation. You know who also had a respectable reputation? Rudy Cludy. You know who also had? I mean, just you start going down the list. Kenneth Chesborough. Uh, I mean, you know, they all had, they were all, you know, legitimate lawyers. And now, disbarments, uh, you know, soon to be disbarred. A billion-dollar lawsuit pending against them, uh, meaning Rudy Kaludi, Chris Kais is going to end up in trouble as well. How about the fact, this is great, that they want the DOJ, they want uh, Merrick Garland to open an investigation into a perjury charge. First of all, what they fail to do, and it's really disingenuous, is to, they use one line out of like a 500-page transcript, but they don't go three or four lines down that explains why my answer was correct. Of course, why would they? Because it doesn't add to their narrative. So they're being deceptive to the court, which I believe, you know, is in uh, the uh, motions to quash the subpoena to just take them. They should be held accountable for wasting the court's time with this frivolous uh, request. One of the biggest problems that you know we all have is Trump is so good at throwing out as much misinformation and disinformation as he can to muck up the waters that this is endemic. And the only way to stop him is you have to go after him you have to go after the lawyers. Um, and once they do that, like what happened with Alina Haba and with Trump, I'm curious to, to know whether or not they paid that million dollars uh, or is that also on appeal? That's his goal. Delay, delay, delay in hopes that he wins the election. And if he does win the election, he thinks he can make all of this go away. And I hate to say it, a lot of it does. And Cohen, that's big news that you're breaking right here on Political yes. Beatdown, which you haven't told anybody anywhere else, nope. which is that as a result of Donald Trump bringing this malicious prosecution, this malicious $500 million lawsuit against you, which he dismissed on the eve of his deposition, you are currently preparing a complaint against him for his malicious prosecution and the damage that he caused you. You're saying it here for the first time on Political Beatdown, huh? That is correct. And look, as soon as we finish that complaint, obviously, um, hopefully it'll be on a Tuesday or a Thursday and we file it you know, around the time of our 4.30 to 5.30 um, live episode. I will read off parts of it to you uh, to hold him accountable. The, if he's not held accountable, why would he ever stop? Why? How about, I was saying before, how about the fact that they want to investigate me for perjury? How about the fact that Donald Trump took the stand under oath at the direction of Judge Ngoron with the ongoing continuous attacks on Judge Ngoron's law clerk? And then he lied under oath and said, I wasn't talking about her. I was talking about Michael Cohen. That's a lie. Judge Ngoron believed it to be a lie and questioned Donald's, didn't question it. He overtly made a statement, which is your statement lacks credibility. In essence, it's a very kind way of calling him a liar. The same thing with Don Jr. Under oath, he's talking about he, he has no idea about the statements of financial condition. His role at the Trump org was what? A broker? Eric Trump, 
the same thing. No idea. I have no idea. I have no idea. In fact, all Eric does is pour concrete. And then you have Ivanka, who, for whatever the reason might be, had some memory lapse situations going on. And the greatest is how the Trump family and the maggots all want to talk about Joe Biden's cognition when Ivanka forgot, what, 30 times or just didn't recall things that they then gave her documents and said, does this refresh your memory? It's from you to so-and-so. Here's another email from so-and-so back to you and back and forth and back and forth. And they like, like 40 documents. Oh, I don't recall. I don't recall. Or Eric's very famous testimony where he's like, you know, I'm in a hemina, hemina, hemina with a hemina, hemina and another couple of heminas. Right. And ultimately he looked like the fool that he is. So my hope is that we finally put an end to his abuse of the judicial system, of the courts, and the witness intimidation, the obstruction of justice, the you know harassment that he just does day in and day out. Because my friends, I am always honest with my brigaders. I am fucking exhausted from dealing with this, reading these 130-page motions, sitting in, and I have to read them. I have no choice because it involves me, whether it's the lawsuit for $500 million, whether it's the subpoena duches tecum, whether it's you know the subpoenas for me to, to be deposed. I mean, it's just never ending. And now, the, of course, the letter to the government you know, asking for this. I mean, this is just exhausting. It's it's like an enormous burden on the shoulders of just, you know, one man. And again, on behalf of myself and Ben and political beatdown and our Patreon, you know, members, I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Because if I didn't have our brigaders, I would never have the strength to pull this thing off to keep going. So thank you to all of you, because it's without you, there's no way in the world that I can do this. This show's called Political Beatdown. There was mm. beatdown after beatdown, implosions on Capitol Hill. MAGA Republicans are just resorting to fist fights and, and physical fights. And they've already resorted to name calling, but now they're just like, hey, let's get into a fight. I want to show you a bunch of these clips. This is over the past 24 hours, Michael Cohen. The first one I want to show you is MAGA Republican Senator from Oklahoma, Mark Wayne Mullen threatening to fight a witness at a Senate committee hearing. The witness is Sean O'Brien, a labor leader, the leader of the Teamsters. Watch Senator Mark Wayne Mullen, Republican from Oklahoma, behave like a MAGA Republican. Play the clip. Like he's self-made. Sir, I wish he was in the truck with me when I was building my plumbing company. Myself and my wife was running the office because I sure remember working pretty hard and long hours. Pretends like he's self-made. What a clown. Fraud. Always has been. Always will be. Quit the tough guy act in these Senate hearings. You know where to find me. Any place, any time, cowboy. Sir, this is a time, this is a place. If you want to run your mouth, we can be two consenting adults. We can finish it here. Okay, that's fine. Perfect. You want to do it now? I'd love to do it right now. Well, stand your butt up then. You stand your butt up. Oh, hold on. Oh, hold, stop it. Is that your Sorry. solution? Every poll. No, no, sit down. Sorry, Eric, sit down. Okay. You know, you're a United States senator. Sit down. Actively. Oh, okay. okay. Sit down, please. All right. Can I respond? Hold Mr. it. Hold it. 
If Hold we can't, no, I have the mic. I'm sorry. Hold it. You'll have the time. Can I respond? No, you can't. And if it couldn't get any more embarrassing, let me show you MAGA Republican Tim Burchett of Tennessee talking about you know, how- you know, Before we go to Tim Burchett, can I do my very famous and fantastic impression of Bernie? Um, I mean, it's, it's incredible. Could you imagine instead, instead of him, I'm going to keep the glasses on because that's what Bernie wears. Could you imagine instead of him stopping them, he started to be like, the old famous boxing, um, what do you call it, referee Mills Lane, and he goes, ding, ding, ding. He goes, <laughs> in this corner, I have the guy who is from the Teamsters Union, and on the other side, I have a United States senator, and they are going to beat the shit out of each other in the Senate chambers, and which I am going to have a front row view because nothing makes me happier than us beating the shit out of the MAGA Republicans. <laughs> That's so good. It, it actually sounds exactly like Bernie. So good. <laughs> Let me show you, as if it couldn't get any more embarrassing than having to have Bernie Sanders break up a fight instigated by a MAGA Republican in a Senate committee. This is MAGA Republican Tim Burchett of Tennessee talking about how earlier in the day when Kevin McCarthy was walking by, Kevin McCarthy elbowed him intentionally in the kidney and assaulted him intentionally. Play this clip. Explain to us what happened with you and Kevin McCarthy. Well, I was doing an interview um, with um, Claudia from NPR, uh, a lovely lady, and she was asking me a question. And, and at that time, I uh, got elbowed in the back and it kind of caught me off guard because it was a clean shot to the kidneys. And I turned back and there was there was Kevin. And um, and I, I for a minute, I was kind of, what the heck just happened? And then I, um, you know, I, I chased after him, of course. He's a, as I've stated many times, he's a he's a bully with $17 million in a security detail. You know, he's the type of guy that when you're a kid would throw a rock over the fence and run home and hide behind his mama's skirt. And he just, you know, he, he, uh, from behind that kind of stuff it you know that's not the way we handle things in east tennessee we, we if we have a problem with somebody i'm gonna look them in the eye and, and talk to them. okay so he walked i mean how immature that's just so typical maga speaking of embarrassing could you imagine the it's not just it should be embarrassing to all republicans in the united states ben for god's sakes the whole world is watching this shit and we are embarrassing ourselves. You know, it reminds me so much. There was something that went on. I think it was in the Ukrainian parliament that a fight broke out between um, a, a couple of the members of parliament, uh, or it was in, yeah, it was definitely in Ukraine. And we all sat there and we laughed at the immaturity of their members of parliament, though they had reason, uh, you know, to do it. One guy, you know, was pro-Russia. The other guy was against Russia. I mean, the whole thing is just crazy there as well. And it's not talked about nearly enough right now because there's so many other issues. But think about how the world is looking at the United States right now. They're looking at us like we're all a bunch of immature idiots, which is exactly what the Republican Party has become. There's actually a very sane group of people called the Democratic Party that, again, if we don't get out there and vote, if we don't make our voices heard, if we don't get um, more people to 
ensure that they're fully registered, Republican, Democrat, independent, and move their votes over to the Democratic Party. This is the same kind of crap that we're going to see day in and day out because each one of them, whether it's um, you know Meadows elbowing somebody because he's going to now run to Donald and say, hey, look what I did, look what I did, or you have this guy, Burchett, wanting to fight. Could you imagine he wants to fight a guy from the Teamsters? Really? And even Burchett, turn around, if you kept going with the video, you know, I can't remember the last time that I had a fight. I bet you the Teamster guy can tell you exactly when he had a fight. It was probably, you know, a couple months earlier. I mean, I know a lot of the guys in the Teamsters. That guy's tough, man, you know, and everybody's a, everybody's a texting tough guy. And as Mike Tyson said, you know, everybody, everybody's got a big mouth until I punch you in the face. Yeah, that was Senator Mullen from Oklahoma. Um, MAGA Republican Burchett was the one who was hit in the kidney. Here is MAGA Republican James Comer flipping out when he gets confronted by Democrat Jared Moskowitz about the fact that Comer was the one giving loans to his brother. So every accusation is projection and confession. Just watch how Comer can't even handle it. And the MAGA Republicans just try to talk over each other and just watch what goes down. But you and Goldman, who is Mr. Trust Fund, continue to try for, for to claim, for claiming my time. No, I'm for, not going to give you your time back. We can stop the clock. You all continue to. You look like a Smurf here, just going around and all this stuff. Now, listen, Mr. Chairman, you no, have. No, I'm going to tell you no, no, something. Hold on, if we're you if we're not on time, we you disinformation. You, you, you have you gone on TV and you said discount, the president did something you illegal. You're doing stuff with your brother. The American people have the same question. Why should they believe you? Why should they believe you? Why should they believe? There's a different rule for the president. There's a different rule for you. Why should they believe what you're saying, Mr. Chairman? Why? You go on Fox News and say loans you and deals are a way to evade taxes. We don't know that's what you're doing or not. We don't know. We have no idea. We're supposed to take your word for it. But when the president well, you've says already something, you've been proven a liar, Mr. Moskowitz. What's that? You've already been proven a liar. Today. Who's proven me a liar? You? Yes. You work me well, out, Chairman. Go to my hometown. There's a camera crew there today, an opposition research crew there today. Mr. Chairman, this seems to have gotten under your, this seems to have gotten under your skin. I'll pay I mean, for your I, ticket. I, I, I think the American people have lots of questions, Mr. Chairman, and perhaps you should sit maybe for a deposition. I would. I will be happy. I want to talk about that clip and much more. I want to take our first quick break of the day. We'll be right back. Did you know that your temperature at night can have one of the greatest impacts on your sleep quality? If you wake up too hot or too cold, I highly recommend you check out Miracle Maid's bed sheets. Inspired by NASA, Miracle Made uses silver-infused fabrics and makes temperature-regulating bedding so you can sleep at the perfect temperature all night long. Using silver-infused fabrics inspired by NASA, Miracle Made sheets are thermoregulating and designed to keep you at the perfect temperature all night long so you get better sleep every night. These sheets are infused with silver that prevent up to 99.7% of bacterial growth, leaving them to stay cleaner and fresh three times longer than other sheets. No more gross odors. Miracle sheets are luxuriously comfortable without the high price tag of other luxury brands and feel as nice, if not nicer, than sheets used by some five-star hotels. Miracle sheets are the perfect gift for your spouse, friends, or family who doesn't want better sleep and luxurious feeling bed sheets. And since these come with three free towels, you get two gifts in one just in time for the holidays. 
Stop sleeping on bacteria. Bacteria can clog your pores, causing breakouts and acne. Sleep clean with Miracle. Go to trymiracle.com slash beat to try it today or gift it to someone special this holiday season. And we've got a special deal for our live listeners. Save up to 40%. And if you use our promo beat, B-E-A-T at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. Miracle is so confident in their product. It's backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. That's great. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash beat and use the code beat to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40%. Again, that's trymiracle, T-R-Y-M-I-R-A-C-L-E dot com slash beat, B-E-A-T, to treat yourself a friend or loved one on this holiday season. Did you know that poor sleep can cause weight gain, mood issues, poor mental health, and lower productivity? Sleep is the foundation of our mental and physical health and performance in our days. Having a consistent nighttime routine is non-negotiable. When I don't get enough sleep, trust me, you don't want to be around me the next day. Introducing Beam Dream. You know we've been raving about Beam's Dream Powder, their healthy hot cocoa for sleep. And today, our listeners get a special discount on Beam's Dream Powder. Their best-selling healthy hot cocoa for sleep with no added sugar. Now available in delicious seasonal flavors like cinnamon cacao, sea salt caramel, and white chocolate peppermint. Better sleep has never tasted better. Dream contains a powerful all-natural blend of reishi, magnesium, L-theanine, melatonin, and nano CBD to help you fall asleep, stay asleep, and wake up feeling refreshed. A recent clinical study revealed Dream helped 93% of users wake up feeling more more refreshed and 93% reported that Dream helped them get a more restful night's sleep. Just mix Beam Dream into hot water or milk, stir or froth, and enjoy before bedtime. I've personally tried Beam Dream. It certainly lived up to the hype. It was delicious and just a lovely nighttime routine. And secondly, and most importantly, it helped me fall asleep and stay asleep. Find out why Forbes and New York Times are all talking about Beam and why it's trusted by the world's top athletes and business professionals. If you want to try Beam, best-selling dream powder take advantage of their biggest sale of the year and get up to 50% off for a limited time when you go to shopbeam.com slash beat the discount is auto applied at checkout no code necessary that's shop b-e-a-m.com slash beat b-e-a-t for up to 50% off Welcome back to Beatdown, where we left off. I showed you MAGA Republican James Comer calling Jared Moskowitz a smurf because Democrat Jared Moskowitz had the audacity to point out that James Comer made very shady loans to his brothers, the exact same accusations James Comer recklessly makes at President Biden and others. I want to show you this one right now of Marjorie Taylor Greene in her screaming and yelling at the Republican FBI director, Christopher Ray. Mind you, this is an appointee of Donald Trump, Christopher Ray. He's been an appointee of Republicans his entire life, but not MAGA enough for Marjorie Taylor Greene. And watch just how weird this is. Play this clip. Were you aware of this? Uh, Congresswoman, as I said, I haven't seen the photos that you're holding up uh, before. Maybe, well, I posted them on my Twitter account. It's, it's public. You know, maybe I don't you guys spend are, a lot of time on Twitter. Well, you know, you, you, oh, I'm sure you do. 
because the Department of Homeland Security and organized other offices has censored many Americans, including myself. I'm not me, part of the Department of Homeland Security. Uh, right, Mr. Ray, you should you should be you should be interested in investigating terrorism and this. Unbelievable, Mar I mean. Who better than Marjorie Toilet Green to waste American tax dollars to create signs so that she could promote her Twitter account or X? I mean, it's truly amazing the arrogance that she and so many of them have. Can you imagine? She has no idea what she's talking about. And yet she holds up these poster boards. She's you know, I'm not part of the, I mean, could you imagine how stupid she is? The fact that she can't even come back with a response because she just didn't know. And instead, oh, you know, she thinks that everybody is glued to her Twitter account. The narcissistic just behavior and the, the narcissism of this group of maggots, it's just as Hillary Clinton, it's deplorable. They are deplorable. They are the lowest of the low. I mean, this is insane. You're dealing with a bunch of lunatics that are running the that are running our government. It's no wonder that so many people have no confidence right now at all in Congress when they really should be breaking this down into two. Do you have confidence in the GOP? And the answer should be no, because this is what you got. Or do you have confidence in the Democratic Party? Now, there may be things that you don't like. There may be policies that you don't like. Hell, there are policies that Biden is doing that I don't particularly care for. But nobody's elbowing others in the kidney. Nobody else is trying to jump up to show what a tough guy they are. By the way, thank goodness for Bernie Sanders, because that guy would have gotten his ass kicked. I mean, this is just insanity. Insanity. Here's the thing, Cohen, if we can pull up this graphic, Salty, the U.S. economy for the first time in 40 years outpaced China's economy, okay? We're at almost 5% GDP growth. Inflation in America is the lowest of any G7 nation. We have record, record low unemployment, like all of the stats economic indicators the the market's been doing well and if you look at kind of consumer confidence in various metrics of american consumers traveling abroad you know is reaching kind of record numbers but what maga republicans want us to do is just think it's all freaking broken cuz they're maniacs and it's easy to watch what we've been showing you, what we just showed you happened in the past 24 hours. I didn't go back and show you where Marjorie Taylor Greene tried to show or did show Hunter Biden dick pics in a committee hearing. I didn't go back to Lauren Boebert blowing vape smoke into people's faces at a public theater while like doing weird things with uh, sexually things in, in public. I, I didn't go back to all of these things that I could go back to Donald Trump calling his political opponents vermin and saying he wants to eliminate vermin. I, I didn't go do, I don't, it went back in the past 24 hours because what they want the media to report, which the media falls into is it's all broken. Everyone's crazy. They're crazy. They're crazy. Uh, we just need, so, who can fix it? 
And that's where fascism fills the void. And they come in and they go, I alone can fix it. I have all of the answers. Let me solve all of the problems. I can fix it. But it's y'all are the arsonists. Y'all created the $8 trillion of debt that put us in a situation that President Biden's actually digging us out of. That's the facts. And we need people to report them truthfully. Now, I'll show you this one other clip of Chip Roy, MAGA Republican. And this is what he said. This is coming from a Republican, a MAGA Republican, as Congress voted to leave. They're on vacation. They took their Thanksgiving vacation already. Think about it. They're done working. And it's not both sides. The MAGA Republicans are imploding. They got mad because Democrats had to bail them out with a CR, a laddered continuing resolution. And then they went home. They said, we're out. We're done. Watch what MAGA Republican Chip Roy says about Republicans. Play the clip. One thing. I want my Republican colleagues to give me one thing. One that I can go campaign on and say we did. One, anybody sitting in the complex, if you want to come down to the floor and come explain to me one material, meaningful, significant thing the Republican majority has done besides, well, I guess it's not as bad as the Democrats. That is coming from a Republican. And there aren't videos like this that I can show you. Like, this is not how Hakeem Jeffries, the Democratic leader, behaves. This is not how Jared Moskowitz or Dan Goldman behave. This is not how this is not how we behave as adults. And so what I always say, Cole, we always say you're on political beatdown. Like, let's stop saying, oh, Democrats, Republicans, progressives and liberals versus conservatives, and then we got independents. These MAGA Republicans are their own mutation. They're their own thing. It's not even a political party with a cohesive ideology. It is a movement of hate and nihilism and pro-Putin, and we just have to see it and call it out. This is normalcy versus madness, Michael Cohen. So imagine, imagine Jamie Harrison, the head of the DNC, taking all of these clips that we just showed you here on political beatdown. This isn't Ben making this up. This isn't Michael and Ben providing you with misinformation, disinformation, or malinformation. This is legitimate things that are being shown in the press, but it's not shown with enough regularity and it's not being repeated to the same extent that the Republicans, that Trump is doing, so it's not getting the same attention. So imagine if Jamie Harrison took all of this, and then the final, the final term at the, uh, the you know, would pop up and it would say, is this really who you want to run your country? Is this really, you know, who you want making, you know, laws and dealing with the issues that we're dealing with, some catchy slogan at the very end. Even assuming, by the way, that they did put something together, and they don't, and the DNC's messaging for Joe Biden has just been atrocious, which is par and parcel for why the um, numbers, the poll numbers, are not higher, much, much higher for Joe Biden, which they should be. But think about this. Trump, Trump, 
makes a deal with Univision not to run any Biden ads in certain swing states that they have a massive Hispanic population, Florida being one of them. Could you imagine this? All of a sudden now, a station that's guided by rules and principles of equal time will not accept paid advertisements by any pro-Biden PAC or the Biden campaign that disparages Donald Trump. That, to me, is a fucking problem that I don't even know how to grasp. I don't even know how to how to deal with. The FCC should immediately, and Biden should be, with his Justice Department, I would, I would haul in Univision CEO, I'd haul his ass in to Washington for a congressional hearing. Problem, of course, is you're not going to get that, so we'd have to do it in the Senate. But this is absolutely, I would pull their license to operate. I would suspend it until such time as this thing gets corrected. Univision as a company cannot refuse a political ad while they're going to be running ads that are pro-Trump. This isn't this is insane. So take a look, for example, at CNN. They're running pro-Trump shit all the time. Even MSNBC is doing it because you know that's what they're responsible and required to do. This is just crazy, man. I mean, this is this is crazy stuff. This is this is exactly what Trump said that he was going to do if, in fact, he wins. He's going to rewrite the Constitution. He's going to get his retribution. He's gonna, it's going to be one vindictive act after another. This is like state-sponsored television. This is like Russia's, you know, Pravda or North Korea's television stations or, or Saudi Arabia's. This is insanity. This is insanity that Univision, Univision has the right to reject Biden campaign ads. I'm, I'm, dis I'm beyond disgust, considering especially, you may remember what Trump did to Jorge Ramos, and you may remember that Univision was the first ones to walk away from Trump after 2015, after his comments about Mexicans. But all of a sudden, something happened, and we need to find out what that is. Well... Univision, I'll tell you what it is. Univision got new ownership. There wasn't, as far as I know, like a formal deal, but the Univision new executive team met at Mar-a-Lago. It's been reported there was a meeting with Jared Kushner. Then they gave the softball, just the facts, they gave a softball interview to Donald Trump. And all they limited is what they're saying is not in general we're limiting Biden ads, but during the uh, interview of Donald Trump, we're not going to play Biden ads at that time. And then Univision also, my understanding is refused to take a meeting with one of the Biden campaign top people. This led to the resignation by Univision's news anchor, Leon Krause, and some other people. And I expect that there may be more resignations there as well, but it came under under new ownership. Regarding this idea of this fairness doctrine about equal time and all of these things, we have to also understand the origins of this. We're all part of a concerted right-wing plan for many, many years, decades. It all the way goes back to Richard Nixon, um, where you had... Uh, uh, 
the things being written and drafted and the plan being drafted by Roger Ailes back in the, right after Nixon was uh, out. And they've been planning this for a long time. Under Reagan, you had the fairness doctrine being eliminated, which was the rise of all of this right-wing uh, talk radio, which then led to Fox. And we used to have a system where good information uh, there was filters, not in a bad way, but we had being a journalist, being part of the fourth estate meant bringing objective facts and data. And that got eliminated. And then you add to that, you layer on that the internet and all of the proliferation of digital media. You combine all of that, you eliminate the fairness doctrine, and you have this potent recipe for disinformation to cloud real information. And now you have situations like this where you have Univision coming under new ownership, um, right-wing ownership that espouses a certain bent. And this also, you could go back further than the United States here, Michael Cohen, and this is why we talk about history all the time on political beatdown and on the Midas Touch Network, because oligarchies and the way someone like a Hitler gets into power and how businesses bend the knee, Hitler didn't accomplish what he did and Mussolini with, without the support of German industry and German business or Italian business and industry that they think ultimately they'll be the oligarchs. They think that they will get the benefits. And then ultimately, the historical precedent is first they come for this group, then they come for this group, then they come for you. And they'll say things like, you organization, Bud Light or Target, you're too woke, cancel the woke, you're eliminated. Then they go after you, Bud Light, you gave a trans person a drink, you're out, you're too woke, see you later. And then they weaponize it against you for arbitrary and capricious reasons. So it's worth reflecting on the, his the history there as well. But I did want to get to this topic as well, Cohen, as we proceed with the show, which is, I don't know if you saw this, which is George Santos. There was a bipartisan oil, right? <laughs> ethics report that came out. And there's even more information about George Santos than previously been reported, like him diverting funds from sham LLCs that he created to buy himself or to buy like OnlyFans accounts and to pay his credit card bills. Um, one of the things he lied about, which I found, you know, obvious, but also ironic, is that he was telling the public that he was cooperating with the investigation. He lied about cooperating and they said he didn't actually cooperate. He didn't sit for an interview. And they just basically recommended that he, um, uh, he they referred him to the Department of Justice where he's already being criminally prosecuted. And then he announced that he is not going to be running for another term in 2024. But let's not forget, Michael Cohen, that Kevin McCarthy said in an interview that he would rather have George Santos be the president of the United States than President Biden. That's a direct quote from Kevin McCarthy. I mean, that's just how unserious these people are. Yeah, look, so as we now come towards the end, and of course we have to have our two-finger salute, the problem for today's two-finger salute is that there's so many individuals that deserve it for what they've done. Comer, Marjorie Toilet Green, you have... The guy, uh, what's his name, uh, who got into the fight uh, with uh, 
McCarthy, you have uh, McCarthy, then the uh, Congress member who got into a fight with the Teamsters. They all deserve it. You also have Elise Stefanik. You have this Mike Turner. They all deserve it because they are fucking up our democracy and they're doing it willingly. They're doing it with glee. They're doing it without any regard for America, for our future. And so to each and every one of them, we haven't done this yet, but we're doing it today. To each of you, you equally share the double, the double. Fuck you all and what you're doing to this country. All right? Enough. I don't care that you have a different point of view. That's fine. That's called American democracy, where we get a chance to discuss your views, our views, God willing, you come to the center, you reach across the aisle, you make concessions and so on. No, no, no. Right now, it is a winner take all. It's like a war that's going. They are creating a civil war in our Congress, in our Congress. And then with George Santos stealing money from his campaign, I mean, this is all out of control. So fuck you all. All right. Get your shit together or get the fuck out of the people's house. One of the things I want to mention also in terms of the impact this network is having for Congress. <laughs> Jake Sherman, who covers Capitol Hill, Jake Sherman, who covers uh, Congress for Punchbowl News, just posted that the clip we showed you earlier of Chip Roy this clip has really gotten under the skin of people in Speaker Johnson's orbit. One of Johnson's aides muse that at Chip Roy is like an arsonist complaining about the smoke. And that was clipped by ACYN, A-C-Y-N, who is one of our senior digital editors here at the Midas Touch Network, who clipped that exact portion. And that's the clip that is being highlighted by Jake Sherman. One thing I want to mention as you're giving two finger salutes, um, even though I'm not the one who gives the salutes, I nope, wouldn't not be allowed. Trademark. Bing. You trademark the salute, so I'm not allowed to. Uh, you, you trademark the two finger salute. Donald Trump has trademarked the January 6th choir anthem that he sings oh. with the most dangerous January 6th insurrectionists. Um, but if, if I was able to give it, I may consider giving it to Judge Eileen Cannon. And Judge Cannon, let me just show you this order from earlier in the day. Um, her prior scheduling order from November 10th, after she delayed this thing for over a month and then delayed it for three months before that by not signing off on a Classified Information Procedure Act protective order, SEPA. The case in the Southern District of Florida involves classified information. Donald Trump stole national defense information. Um, so Special Counsel Jack Smith pointed out, Judge Cannon, in your most recent scheduling order, you don't include the key date in a SEPA case. This is a SEPA case. So you need a SEPA Section 5 deadline where the defendant tells the court and the government which classified documents they intend to use so we can avoid a form of blackmailing called gray mailing where a criminal defendant tries to hold over the government's head. Aha, I'm going to show the public these classified documents and ruin our national security. What are you going to do about it? Maybe you should just dismiss the case against me. So Congress over the past few decades Decades enacted SEPA to avoid that situation. It's followed in all courts. It's a very basic procedure. 
procedure. You got SEPA Section 3, the protective order. SEPA Section 4, where the government asks to withhold certain documents that are so classified. You've got SEPA Section 5, where the defendant goes and asks for certain documents to be used in the case. Then you've got SEPA Section 6, where the government challenged that, asks for redactions or substitutions. But you need those in a SEPA case deadline. And Judge Cannon said in response to the government's saying, hey, can you set a SEPA deadline? You didn't include that in your scheduling order back on November 10th. Cannon said, no, we'll talk about that on March 1 when we come in for a scheduling conference, which is why I previously said, even though she set a May 2024 trial date and did not adjourn that date, she's engaged in mischief here. And what she's trying to do is use that May 2024 trial date to stop any of the other trials for happening. That's why she's not moving it. She's going to move it. And then you may be saying, well, Ben, why isn't Jack Smith doing anything about it? Do something, Jack Smith. Well, what she is doing is she's not actually issuing actual orders. She's doing paperless orders regarding scheduling and scheduling issues. Federal trial judges have almost absolute discretion over their schedules. So she hasn't actually made a substantive order that Jack Smith can appeal. Instead, she just said, well, we'll talk about that at the next hearing date in March which is not a substantive order on SEPA that's subject to an interlocutory appeal. So she learned all the wrong lessons from intentionally from being overturned by the 11th Circuit when she tried to help Trump back in 2022. Rather than follow the law, her new response is, well, aha, what I did wrong in 2022 is I ruled too quickly so I could be appealed too quickly. Now I'm just going to drag this out and I'm not going to rule anything. And then I'm going to keep this case just going and going and going and trying to block other dates. The good news is in Washington, D.C., that case is still set for trial March 4th of 2024 because Cannon screwed up originally. She thought she was helping Trump by moving this case to May when the government asked for earlier, and then Judge Chutkin in D.C. was able to schedule the earlier date. So just want everybody to follow the different moves here that are taking place. And as we come to a conclusion of the show, Cohen, I want to get your final words. And our Patreon community is exploding. I'm so glad to see all of our patrons. We do a great after show. You really shared an incredible, heartfelt one. The last exclusive podcast that we did where you talked and you shared the story story about your dad as a Holocaust survivor, your family, your uncle, what they went through. I mean, you had me My in grandma. tears at the you had me in tears at the end of that one. Everybody should go and subscribe to patreon.com slash political beatdown. That's patreon.com slash political beatdown. But you see right there, our reporting was covered in the Fulton County District Attorney filing seeking to remand one of Trump's co-defendants. We were cited in Judge Ngoron's ruling filing finding Donald Trump in violation of the gag order. And now we're hearing that it was the clip from one of our digital editors who is now getting under the Speaker of the House's skin. So we're building this brick by brick. And uh, we really appreciate all of your support here at the Midas Touch Network and on the Beatdown Brigade. Cohen, I'll let you close out the show. Right. So four very quick things. First and foremost, tomorrow drops my Mea Culpa uh, podcast, which is on the Midas Touch. And wherever you get your podcast, I'm talking with Glenn Kirshner. And in it, we go through with great detail. And Glenn, as you may know, is a is a real he, he's a real scholar in this area. And his 
his assessment of how Donald Trump is going to suffer as a direct result of the upcoming March 4th trial before Judge Chutkin. It is an incredible, incredible conversation. So I ask you to subscribe, listen, rate, share with all your friends. Mea Culpa podcast, now part of the Midas Touch Network. That's one. Thank you very much there, Salty. Number two, December 9th, I will be appearing at New York City at City Winery NYC. My special guest is Katie Fang. It's going to be a live mea culpa event. It's going to be fantastic. I mean, tickets are going fast. If you happen to be in the tri-state area, you can be there December 9th. It's 2 p.m. It's a matinee. If you can, would love to meet you. Would love to see you. That's that. Third, let me talk to you about our Patreon. Right now, believe it or not, we are exploding on it. And I ask each and every one of you who can, please join us. It's the way that we continue to move that not only this network, but this uh, this program as well. It's patreon.com, political beatdown. Uh, really, it's a lot of fun. I anticipate before um, the end, before Thanksgiving, want to do a stream yard uh, just to makes no difference. We you know, want to do a stream yard so that I could, again, answer all your questions to meet you. Hopefully, this time, the bulk of you will not... Uh, Shut off your cameras. Let's all get to know each other. Be one big gigantic family and so on. And lastly, lastly, it's one of the reasons why I constantly talk about revenge, the book. Revenge is the, as far as I'm concerned, it is the playbook as to what Donald Trump intends to do to this country and how we go about stopping him. Because it is a dissection of the most corrupt prosecution in the literally the last hundred years, it is out of control. So if you're into listening to, it's on. Uh, you can get it by audio books. If you like to read, like I do, uh, you get the hard copy, or I think even a soft copy may be out now. So that way you'll understand in some of the uh, things that I talk about, you'll understand more and more. And so again, on behalf of Ben, myself, political beatdown, Midas Touch Network our Patreon account. I thank each and every one. You have no idea how much your support means, not just to Ben, but to myself also. I could not do this without you. So again, thank each and every one of you for what you're doing and supporting the show. And we're going to have our meeting soon on Zoom exclusively for our patrons. So if you ever wanted to meet Michael Cohen, interact directly with him, direct message him, message him on the chat and Patreon, that's the place to do it. P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash political beatdown. Sign up now and make sure you attend that meeting with Michael Cohen. Also, we have a new video that's been posted just now on the Midas Touch feed. It's called Corrupt Judge Cannon. Enter, uh, enters stupefying order, threatens national security. So as soon as this ends, get that video. It's free, obviously. It's on our channel. You can get the full breakdown of why Judge Cannon's recent paperless order is so corrupt. Make sure you subscribe to Political Beatdown on the audio feed as well. That is free. Whatever you get your audio podcast, just search Political Beatdown. Make sure you're subscribed to the Mea Culpa Blue, the blue one, not the red one, yes. the blue Mea Culpa one. Make sure you subscribe to that one and then political beatdown make sure you to your make sure you're subscribed to that one as well we'll see you next time on political beatdown shout out to the Midas Mighty